What's going on? It's your boy Mixmaster B here live from the MMB Radio studios for the MMB Radio podcast where no topic is too big or too small. We talk about them all. And on the phone lines, I want to welcome in a woman who is a published Playboy model. She is a three-time UCA All-Star. She's a cosmetologist. She does health fitness. She's a social media influencer. I mean, the women's got more titles than I can list in one day. And quite frankly, nobody wants to hear me list them all, so we're going to let her do all the talking. I want to welcome in Miss Holly Joanne White. What's going on? Hey. Going <laughs> good. How are you doing? Great. And, <laughs> and it's like, I mean, like I said, so many titles, and I'm super stoked to be talking to you and uh, getting to know a lot more in depth of all these things that you do. But the first question I got to ask is, how do you find the time to do all this stuff? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. Um, it's an honor. It truly is. Um, I actually, I, I don't know. I'm just not the kind of person that I have big goals for myself, and I always am trying to improve myself, evolve as a person, evolve in my career. Um, I just like to be doing things, and I like to be helping people. I like to be active out in the world, in the universe, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I'm always trying to be a better human for myself um, and just out in society. And I just have big goals for myself. So I'm always trying to do things and achieve things for myself. So, yeah, I just I don't know where I find the time. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I'm always doing something all the time, but I actually prefer to be busy. Um, I get up early most days. I'm always crushing my to-do list and schedule. I feel like I'm constantly adding things to my to-do list and my schedule. Um, but that's good because I like to be doing things, achieving things, and getting everything done. So I, it is exhausting. I will say that. Um, but I'd rather be, you know, doing what I'm doing than, you know, just, you know, being bored. Like I, I don't know. I can't be bored. Like <laughs> I feel like. If I, I get bored, um, like, easily, so I feel like I like to just be – I like to hang out with family, friends. I like to be doing activities. Um, yeah, so I don't know where I find the time for it. I'm always exhausted, but I'm always um, – I'd rather be busy and doing things and be exhausted because then that means that, um, you know, I'm doing things for myself and I'm making myself happy at the end of the day. So it's all good things. Well, I can tell you this much. If it were, if I were you, I would think my phone would be blowing up with like reminders of all the stuff that I have to do. It would be constantly going off. But um, I, yes. I said, yes. there's so <laughs> much. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow. I was like, how does she have time to do all this stuff? And it's, it's cool, though, that like you mentioned that you don't want to be bored or anything. And I don't see how anything could be boring with you. But... Um, it's really not. If there's always some excitement happening with me, there's always something new going on in the in the land of Holly Joe. So. <laughs> and, and you mentioned about the land of Holly Joe, and you are from the Midwest. So, for all of us city slickers listeners that are you know on the East Coast and West Coast, and we're all hustle and bustle, what was it like growing up in the Midwest? Oh my gosh! So I grew up in a very small town. So I'm like a at my core, I'm a very like small town girl. Um, I have small town girl values. Um, I was raised, I had a close tight knit family. Um, like I grew up, we were a Christian family growing up. Um, we went to church, we, you know, did school. I was in, you know, physical activities in, in school with cheerleading and all of that. So um, it was a, it was a very Midwestern, very small town 
kind of a vibe. And But when I think back on my childhood, I had a really great childhood. And I wouldn't change anything about it because the, the values and the and everything that my family like instilled in me growing up like I have today so I'm the kind of person where it's like I care about humans at their core and I'm I'm never trying to um, like I don't I don't go after money or you know fame or anything like that I think that you know that's all nice and everything but at the end of the day what actually matters is you know, who you are as a person, you know, what are you doing to help other humans? What are you doing to contribute to society? Um, and I actually got all of those values instilled in me from early childhood. So growing up in the Midwest, I mean, it's great. You know, you have four seasons. <laughs> um, as much as I like, I love traveling. Well, don't get me wrong. I love being in the sun and you know, in warm weather and things like that. But there's something really nice about, you know, having snow on Christmas. Um, so up here in the north, like, we get blasted with snow. Like, we had a couple of years ago, I don't know, like, we had multiple, like, those polar vortexes. I think you, maybe you have heard of those. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yep. But, I mean, it was it was crazy. Like, you'd walk outside, and if you were outside for four minutes, you would get, like, frostbite. It was crazy. Um, but, yeah, I, I love the Midwest. I love the season changes. Um, to me, the Midwest is its home. Um, so I don't know. There's just something about the Midwest that's just, I don't know. It's just inviting all the people are, you know, you ever heard that Midwest nice? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, yeah, people are great here. There's, you know, people are nice. They're not, you know, rude or anything. They'll help you if you need anything. So yeah, growing up in the Midwest is great. I, I can't say anything negative about, you know, I grew up in Wisconsin, so we're the dairy state. <laughs> we have a lot of good food here and beer and cheese. <laughs> well, I could definitely hear the accent. And it was something that I, I noted when we were talking off air. You know, so I noted the, the Midwestern accent, which is funny because I'm sure you probably hear that all the time. You probably don't even hear your own accent. People tell me that I have a, you know, a Jersey Philly accent. And I'm like, I don't even hear it. I don't know what you're talking about. But That's exactly I hear that all the time. People say like, oh, you have a, oh, you're from, you're not from around here. You have an accent or, you know, where are you from? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, to me, it's just, I just sound like, like Holly. So (laughs) it's just really funny that people are like, oh, you have, oh, you're from the Midwest or, oh, you have an accent. And I'm like, I don't think I have an accent, but that's cool. I mean, I think other people are like, you have an accent. (laughs) Exactly. As I said, you probably think I have one. (laughs) You know. Yes, yes. <laughs> but that was one of the cool things that, like, when I approached you about wanting to be on the podcast, is you gave that vibe that you mentioned about being this, you know, Midwestern, but very down the earth, not, you know, all out front and center, you know, bougie like. You're just a really chill person online. And having those yeah. core values <laughs> growing up. What was it that you wanted to do and be when you were younger? I mean, you have so many job titles now, but what was what was your dream goal of being in a career? Oh gosh. Well, I had a lot of I had a lot of goals. So, I mean, when I was in I don't know, junior high, I wanted to be like I wanted to be like some badass girl lawyer, you know, like very Elle Woods style. Um, and I wanted to be a dermatologist. I really liked skincare and stuff like that. But um, as I got older and I was more in like the cheerleading world and I, I had started modeling by then, um, I really gravitated towards like the fashion and beauty and modeling industry. 
Um, cause I have kind of like a knack for aesthetics and design. And like, I started, I started the modeling. I started, I was, before I even went to beauty school, I was doing all my friends hair for like homecoming and prom and stuff like that. So it was just, I was just very into fashion and beauty. And I remember I was, I mean, Victoria's Secret, I was obsessed with like all of Victoria's Secret models. You know, they did the whole, they don't do the runway show anymore, but I was obsessed with that. And then I started watching The Girls Next Door, which we all remember. Uh, it was at the Playboy Mansion. So I watched, was, I was very into that. Um, so it was, it was kind of this culmination of like this bombshell fashion beauty world. Like I wanted to be immersed in that world in modeling and beauty in you know whatever it was um but by the time that i actually because i i was full blown in the cheerleading world at this point too um so it was just it was just a lot of things at once um but i remember thinking when i was i think i was 18 and i was still like just i was still living with my parents and i had just graduated and i i remember thinking i'm just like i really wanted to do either Playboy, Sports Illustrated, or Maxim. Like, those were my top three. Um, I always wanted to be a Victoria's Secret Angel, but let's be real, like, I don't even think I'm tall enough for that. So, which is unfortunate, but that's okay. I can still be, I'll just be Holly Joe, the Victoria's Secret Angel for myself. That's fine. We'll just add that in there. <laughs> that works for me. <laughs> um, but anyway, right, exactly. I'll, I'll just pretend and it'll be fine. Um, so, I, I wanted to do one of the three. So, and, I, and at that time, it took me about a year and a half before I actually made steps to complete that goal. But that's when I initially had that thought. And it's like, you know what, I really want to be in, you know, either in Hollywood or in the fashion industry in New York. I really was like drawn to that. It was like, oh, it'd be so awesome to, you know, be in the fashion industry in New York and do all those kind of things and be in the modeling world. And I was like super drawn to that. So, uh, yeah. So after high school... Um, during this time, obviously, I was still in the whole, like, cheerleading spectrum of things and all that, and I attended beauty school um, because I was already doing, I was already being hired by people to do hair and, you know, makeup and stuff. So I was like, well, I might as well just get, you know, my practitioner's license. So I enrolled in beauty school and did that, and then um, I, 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 at the, towards the end of beauty school, I don't even know what came across my mind or whatever, but I think that that goal of being, like, in Playboy um, Sports Illustrator Maxim, like, I mean, it was still there. It never went away. So um, I remember looking, I was on my laptop and it was after like a day at the salon or whatever. And I, I was researching into these like internet threads and like the depth of the internet. I don't even know where I found this thread, <laughs> but it was basically girl. No, I literally, I, I think I tried to find the thread like today. I don't even know. I couldn't find it. So I don't know where I came across this thread. It was like the depths of the internet. Like the dark web. <laughs> the, the, the depths of the dark web, yes. <laughs> but it was basically a thread. It was a bunch of people, like other girls and stuff who were like in Playboy, and they were talking about like how they got in Playboy or whatever. And I remember this one girl, she had, um, there was an address, like she had listed the address to the editor of Playboy. And she was like, this is what I did. You know, here's the editor. You know, I was in, you know, yada, yada issue or whatever. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, okay. So then I obviously wrote it down. And what I did was I, I took uh, pictures of myself. So, like, when you do any sort of 
um, like modeling, you know, you have to do, you have to send in your photos or whatever. So like full body shot, face shot, you know, your head shot, whatever. Um, so I took pictures. I actually then wrote Playboy a letter. So I wrote a letter to the editor of Playboy and just saying like, hey, you know, this has been, you know, a dream of mine to be in Playboy, you know, you know, whatever else I had to put in there. And I literally mailed this letter. And it's just funny because the way society is now, like everything is so digital. So it's just funny that, I mean, this wasn't even that long ago, but it's so funny how social media in the world has literally just blown up so much that it's like mailing a letter to a company, just like, I mean, yes, that is normal, but like, it's not as normal as it used to be. Like everyone's like, oh, just send your digitals in, you know? Mm -hmm. But like, I legitimately went to the post office and mailed Playboy a letter. (laughs) now we just dm stuff to people (laughs) you know it's like right exactly oh let me just yeah it's like oh let me just like like let me email it to you or whatever but no i literally like i had my postage stamp i had everything like a cute little letter just all laid out mailed it into playboy um yeah they called me a week later they're like oh my gosh we love you we want you and then they just like from there i thought i i thought it was a fake phone call just like (laughs) this isn't real i'm like there's no i'm like wait what like oh it's Stacy from Playboy Enterprises you know we loved your letter I'm just like wait what like but it was just so funny but I'm so thankful that you know I'm just I'm grateful that they you know wanted me that was wonderful like I am forever forever grateful the Playboy family they're wonderful people um love Playboy it was great uh so yeah and then we just the ball went rolling from there and everything just happened like so quickly so Sorry, I went on a tangent. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's very interesting. And I guess the follow-up I was going to have for that is you mentioned growing up in a small community, you know, Christian values, you know, and conservative. And, like, how did Playboy come about? Like, obviously, it was a dream of yours, but how did your family and I'm assuming everybody in the neighborhood knew what you were about to do, you know, encounter? Oh, my gosh, yes. It's like a whole other topic, yes. So... <laughs> It's a, it's a good that you brought this up. So, um, so yes, I am from a small town family, Christian values. So basically, um, well, to be honest, my family was not thrilled. Um, but, but to back it up a little bit. So me as a person, like I've always been a very, I'm kind of just like, kind of, not that I'm like out there, but um, I consider myself to be more of like a sexual person um, and not in like a raunchy and like a bad sort of a way, but in a, you know, I just, I think that our society suppresses like women and their sexuality a lot. And like, let's say like a guy, you know, he's, you know, he has sex with, you know, yada, yada, whoever. And then a girl does the same thing as like a guy and then she's looked down upon. Mm-hmm. So I think there's like a, this stigma in our society of like women, like shouldn't be, you know, that sexual or like whatever. But anyways, I'm going on a day. I'm, I'm getting off topic. Sorry. But um, so I have always been more of a sexual person. I'm very in tune with my sexuality as a woman. Um, and that was from a young age. Um, I've just, I've always just gravitated towards expressing that kind of more freely and openly. And um, yes, you know, having, <laughs> growing up in a Christian family and having those Christian values, it's, it is it is very much contradicting that lifestyle and my my family they are um they're you know like a conservative christian family 
Um, so they were very against, you know, me doing Playboy for, you know, I can understand that. Um, it was, it was very hard because, you know, I love my family. I, um, I, I, I didn't want them to think that I was just like forgetting everything. I, you know, they're like, you weren't raised this way. You know, you are a Christian lady. You shouldn't be doing those things. And it's like, I understand that. But then it's like, why can't, you know, why can't I still hold on to those values and be a Christian woman, still love God, and then also be able to freely express my sexuality as well? Um, you know, <laughs> to be honest, it's not like in Playboy, I'm not like, you know, sorry, this is out there. It's not, I'm not sucking a dick on like video, you know what I mean? So it's like, mm. you know, they're it's very, not like Playboy hardcore very, porn. Right. So I understand I understand exactly where they're coming from. Um, you know, I kind of felt a little bit bad, but um, honestly, I mean, I, I've always loved like art and design. So I was going to post nude for like one of the college art classes, like here at our local university. So, and they, you know, they pay you to do that and stuff like that. So, because I, I love, I think the body is a canvas. I think that, you know, it's, I think it's art. Um, I think people should be free to express, you know, that and their sexuality and stuff. Um, that I was going to do that. So my kind of, me as a person, I'm kind of just like basically shoot for the top. And that's just kind of what I do is why not? Just if I'm going to do pose nude for a college art class, why don't I just, a Playboy is like the, like the top, you know, mm-hmm. why don't I, why don't I just go straight to the top? So I was like, well, I'll just do that. You know, it's it's classy. I love, you know, the the Playboy vibe is very much, like classy artistic form of like expression of the body for like women um, to freely express their sexuality and things like that in a very classy way. And that's what I love about Playboy. And that's why I wanted to do it. So I'm so glad that I did it. Um, My family, like some of my family members think that it's, you know, it's my brother. He, he's probably the most supportive out of, my whole family on the whole subject. Um, my brother is great. Love him. But um, yeah, so it was really, it was really, really hard. Um, but I think that going through everything that I went through has made me a stronger person today. And I, I wouldn't change anything. Um, I don't think I'm less of a person or a less of like, you know, a, like I have no values because I did Playboy. And what, I don't think that at all. Um I understand that some people might think that and I completely respect other people's opinions on, you know, what their thoughts are on me, you know, posing for Playboy and coming from a, you know, a Christian upbringing. But I think that, you know, I can still have all of the values that I have and still freely express my sexuality as a woman in a very classy way. And that's exactly what Playboy is. And I think that more, you know, more women should be able to feel like they can do the same thing. And that's what I want other women to know is like, you can still do things that you want. And you can also still have, like, maintain all of your values and morals and, you know, respect for yourself and do something in a classy way. Now, so. growing up in that, like I said, a small close-knit community but you said you were very open about your sexuality and expressing it were people shocked when they heard that you were going to be shooting for playboy or was this something that people just were like oh we kind of knew hollywood eventually would be doing something like that 
I think people were actually shocked. Um, not because they didn't think that, you know, like I, I would do something like that. I think it was just because no one from, I'm from Portage, so very small. No one from Portage has ever posed for Playboy. <laughs> so, and, you know, it's, you know, it's a very small town and, you know, small town value, small town kind of way of thinking. Um, you know, they're, they're not really, they, they kind of probably thought that I like went off the deep end or went off the rocker or lost my marbles or something, but, um, <laughs> but honestly, I, I don't know. I think, I think they were more just, they didn't know that I was going to be shooting for Playboy. They, everyone just kind of found out after the fact, um, even like all the people I went to high school with, like, there was kind of like a mixed bag of like, some people were like, oh, that's awesome. Like, that's so cool. Like no one from Portage has ever like gone out and like done something like that. You know, we're so proud of you for going out there and achieving like whatever goal you have. Like, that's so great. Um, and then I had like other people who actually were on the cheer team with me too, that they were just like, I can't believe that you did that. You should be embarrassed about this. And, you know, they were just like, they had a complete negative viewpoint on it. So I got like a mixed bag of everything, but honestly, I did it for myself. I didn't do it to, you know, make other people not like me or, you know, hate me, or I didn't do it to, you know, I don't know, get any sort of fame out of the deal. I just, I did it for me because that's something that I really wanted to do. And at the end of the day, you're going to have critics no matter what you do. So you have to make sure that you're doing what makes you happy as an individual every single day. And you can't worry too much about what other people think of you because, if you do that, you're just going to be like a hermit, you know, crying in the corner of your room or something. So, <laughs> so you have to make sure that you are doing what you want to do for you always. And don't think about what other people are going to think. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what people think because people are going to either love you or they're going to not like you. So, and the people that are your support network like you know who those people are and those people will support you no matter what they will be in your life no matter what so yeah at the end of the day you just you just have to do what you feel is right for your life I always say for every one person that loves you there's going to be 10 people that are not going to so you can't you can't worry about those 10 you gotta worry about the one and grow from that one um, Absolutely. But yeah. when, but doing Playboy and a lot of people, you know, see Playboy and then, you know, it's like a gateway to other things. You mentioned about having mm -hmm. done it in such an artistic and classy way. Were you ever approached to do anything more <laughs> hardcore? And what was your thoughts on process of like that? Yes. So I was approached. Well, I still get approached to this day, honestly, to get to do um, more like hardcore, like actual porn and things like that. Um, for me personally, I don't want to be in like, you know, some triple quadruple X rated, you know, crazy porn video. Like, I don't want to do that. So like, and I, I don't feel like I need to do that to be, you know, to be uh, Holly, you know, so um, I definitely get approached all the time to do stuff like that. And I, I turn it down because I, I don't feel like I, I even want to do it. So it's like, why would I do it if I don't even want to do that? And it's not that I would do it just for like money or more publicity or things like that. But I just don't feel like that is very Holly of me to do that. Um, like I'll pose, you know, I'm, I'm pretty big in like the modeling situation and stuff like that. So like, 
I'm completely comfortable, like, modeling, you know, nude modeling, clothing modeling. Like, obviously, Playboy is, you know, the genre of Playboy. It's, you know, I guess you could say it's softcore porn, whatever. But to actually be in some crazy, raunchy porn video, I just feel like, for me, I'm more of the classy porn type of person. Like, more of, like, the glamorous, classy porn versus raunchy video porn like I don't want a video out there of me in a raunchy situation and then like let's say you know I have like a child someday potentially who knows I don't know um and then they see this video of like their mom and like some raunchy porn video. like I don't want that out there so mm. um so I definitely have um I'm definitely very open sexually and I definitely would do certain things but there are certain things that I'm just I don't really, I just don't care to do like that. Like, I don't want to be in some crazy porno where someone's like, you know, blowing their load on like my face everywhere or like doing some crazy crap or, you know, like, I just feel like that doesn't, that's not like, that's not me. And I feel like that would just make me look like cheap. And that's just really not my vibe. So there's definitely, I get it all the time. Um, I definitely turned on a lot of opportunities. Because some people think, oh, well, you were in Playboy, so you're just going to, you know, be this, like, triple X-rated, like, porn star. It's like, okay, well, technically, yeah, you can consider me, like, you know, a star in this genre of porn world, whatever. But, you know, you don't have to do something just because somebody's asking you to do it. So it's definitely, like, find your comfort level, figure out what you want to do. Um, I've definitely done other things and shoots, you know, since then, obviously, um, but the, like the really raunchy stuff, um, I'm just, I don't care to do. So I just, I decline. Um, it, it definitely depends, you know, what it is, what's all involved, like what company is it for? What are we doing? What's all involved? What are all the details? What does it all entail? Um, so there's that. So I definitely still like to keep, um, a classy image for myself at the end of the day. So I definitely turned down things I'm not interested in, for sure. Well, I can say that part of our research here is we did have to look up the Playboy photos. And as much as we love the Playboy photos, I have to admit, I don't I don't see them doing much justice. Like, I feel like your regular stuff on Instagram is so much better. Um, I like, agree. <laughs> and and it, I'm just like, wow. I'm like, we're like, like, not that we were disappointed. I mean, obviously looking at, you know, Holly you know, naked is not a disappointing thing, but uh, we were looking through and we're like, wow, like the, the stuff that you just post on a regular basis on Instagram is like a million times better. So do you feel that by doing that Playboy, it gave you that extra confidence to kind of take more challenges? I think, I mean, I guess you could say that. I, I do think that, well, there was kind of a, a little like pause after I did Playboy where I kind of like took a step back just because like I was dealing with like my family's reaction like everyone's reaction to everything so I kind of just kind of like let things like settle a little bit um so there's definitely a little bit of a time frame between um when I started just doing other things but I definitely think that doing Playboy it kind of, okay, so when I did Playboy, like, I was young, not that I'm not young now, but I was, like, really young, um, and I was more, not that I'm not innocent now, but I was a lot more innocent in the aspect of, 
like I didn't I was I didn't have that many years outside of high school where I could explore the world, figure out what I like, what I want is like an individual, figure out who Holly is. Um, and so I was just kind of like thrust into the Playboy world. And I think that after all of that, I do think that play, doing Playboy, it was such an incredible experience. Like I stayed at the mansion for a little bit, you know, you know, hung out with, you know, half and everything like and other girls and like having all of those experiences, it did help shape me to who I am today. And it did help me realize that like, it's okay to be who you want to be as an individual. It's okay to express yourself as an individual. Um, so yes, I definitely think that it did help in that aspect. I became a lot more comfortable being in front of a camera um, because let's be real, when you're naked in front of a bunch of people, like you have like the lighting guys, you have the actual photographer. I had uh, Stephen Wada, so he's a renowned like celebrity photographer. He's done so much work uh, in in the Playboy world. He's an amazing photographer, so he was my photographer. Um, he's a great guy, and um, like you have like the wardrobe stylist, you have like you know the makeup girl. Um, so you, you're literally just like naked in front of all of these people. And, you know, at first it was like, it was like I had never done any, any shoot that was like, you know, full nude like that ever. So it was definitely an experience. And I feel like I, I did get more comfortable in front of a camera because when you're nude in front of all these people and they like are loving it, you definitely gain another level of confidence where it's like you can literally just go out and do so many other things because you're already so comfortable in that environment. So I definitely think that it did help me grow um, and evolve in my comfort level, like in the modeling world, things like that, um, even in Instagram. So like today, like, you know, like you see some of like my photos from like Hawaii. Gosh, that was an amazing photo shoot. I was on the beach for four hours. <laughs> It was tiring, though, like holding poses on the beach. People don't give models enough credit, okay? That's, it's, it's a lot of work, you know, switching out outfits and bikinis. And, you know, you're, you're posing on, like, hard, like, sharp rocks. And, like, I had cuts in my legs because I was holding poses on, like, the beach, you know. So it's definitely, you know, modeling is definitely, you know, an art form. And I think that, you know, people... A lot of people just think, oh, you're a model, so you just have it so easy. It's like, no, actually, modeling is, you know, it's an art form. You have to understand, like, how, like, understand how, you know, different camera angles or how to angle your body so it looks, you know, in a, in a better, more flattering way. You know, lighting, camera angles, body angles, there's so much involved in it. And holding poses in certain, you know, it's like, it's like holding a plank for, you know, like, five, 10 minutes. Like that's exhausting. So imagine like doing that for like four hours on like a beach that was Hawaii. So um, I had actually two shoots in Hawaii, but yeah. So if you look back on like some of the Instagram photos of like even Hawaii, it's like, yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty much almost naked and I was completely comfortable. I, I was, I was so, so in my element that I literally felt so beautiful and amazing and yeah, I was just like whipping my clothes out. I didn't even care like who saw me <laughs> naked. It's just like there was like this guy because we were at like a um it was kind of like a secret place that not a lot of people know about in Hawaii. So we were on like the main island, like in Oahu, and 
there is this um, really great photo shoot area that I, it's like a secret place that, you know, the photographer had and everything like that. And, you know, it's a, it's a nicer area of town. So you have like these really ritzy homes and like, they're beautiful. And like, I was um, back to the, like the beach area. So this, there was this one home that was like right up to the beach area. And I was, um, you know, just like whipping off like my bikini. I'm like, you know, walking around nude or whatever. And this guy who lived at this house, he, I mean, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't mind us being there. Like we didn't, he didn't care that we were there, like taking photos and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, you know, hi, I'm like waving. And I'm just like naked putting my other swimsuit on. <laughs> but I don't think he might, <laughs> he minded at all. But, Most guys wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. So it's like people, you know, people don't mind. They actually, you know, they think it's great because they see you doing something like that. And like, you're very confident in your own skin and you're out there killing it and loving life. And that inspires other people to be confident in their own skin and to go out there and achieve things that they want to do too. So you just take out all of that fear of uh, what do people think of me or does my body look like, okay. Or like, you know, take out all of that fear and then you you're left with like, all of this good, these good vibes of like, you know, you're happy, you're confident, you're, you know, you're, you're just like that kind of energy of like, if you're just out there, like loving yourself, loving life, like that people gravitate towards that and people love that. So it's like, no matter, even if you're naked or not, who cares? So people, people gravitate towards people that have good energy and are positive and are loving life. So that's kind of like the vibe that I try to, I try to give off or I try to like live by every day because why, why not be happy if you can be happy at the end of the day? So, so that now leads, like I said, to Instagram and being more of a, uh, like an ambassador and an influencer. And you, you post a lot of things with different fashion tips and different health tips. How do you find the time? I mean, again, back to the time issue, how do you find time to stay fit? between doing all these you know shoots and traveling to different places how do you find the time and what is like the the workout plan to stay fit oh my gosh that's so funny so i do not (laughs) so many people ask me this i do not have a regimented workout routine or a fitness schedule or anything of the sort i am literally just okay first of all I eat a ton of food and I have a really high metabolism. I got it from my dad. He eats literally like grease and garbage and he's like thin and fit and he's like 65. He doesn't have any heart issues or anything like that. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, I have like great genes, right? So a lot of it I feel like is the fact that I have a really high metabolism and I can afford to eat a ton of food because my body just literally just burns through the food. I don't even know what my body does with it. Like, um, like I'll go to, you know, Jimmy John's and I'll order, you know, like I don't order like the little half six inch sandwich. I literally order the giant <laughs> sandwich. You know what I mean? Like we're not even talking the foot long. We're talking like the double foot long. Like that's my lunch. So. <laughs> and you're so from the Wisconsin I'm- area. So you got to have extra cheese. Exactly. I love cheese. The only thing though, is I don't, I'm not a huge beer drinker. I'm more of a wine girl. So I'm kind of doing a disservice to, you know, the whole Wisconsin situation because everyone loves beer here. Um, but that's fine. I'm a wine girl. That's cool. So, um, so yes, I don't drink a lot of beer. So, you know, maybe that's why I'm more fit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, 
so yes, I do not have a regimented workout schedule. I decently eat whatever I want. I do not, ha- I don't have a, a certain diet. I do not restrict myself in any food whatsoever. I eat what I want when I want it. It doesn't matter if it's 3am or, you know, 11pm. Like if I want a burger at like 3am, sure, I'll eat a burger at 3am. It doesn't matter. So I definitely don't restrict anything. Um, the one thing that I do do, though, is generally speaking, um, generally across the board, I mostly eat healthy, but I definitely eat a bunch of garbage. Like I throw the garbage food in there. Um, and then I feel like because I mostly eat healthy that it kind of neutralizes itself out, sort of. <laughs> it must because I don't work out that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah. So when I do work out, it's not, I don't work out, um, like my sister, she's amazing. She works out so much. She's so fit and she's, you know, whatever, but I don't spend like five hours in the gym. Like she does. I just don't. I think that if I'm going to do that, I spend 30 minutes to like an hour tops and like I'm then I'm checked out. So one thing that I do do is when I, when I want to work out, which, you know, isn't all the time. Um, I do the, this is kind of funny. I do the Jane Fonda original 1982 workout video. And I don't know if you do. Have you heard of this? I have. And I kind of already knew this answer and I was waiting for it. I was like, I'm waiting for the Jane Fonda tape. Okay. So this video, (laughs) so, so many people just like laugh when they hear me talk about this, but let me tell you about this video. Okay, first of all, Jane Fonda is freaking amazing. I hope and she's writing you all, a check. She, <laughs> right. She isn't, but, I mean, I would definitely be her friend. Um, <laughs> um, so, anyways, she literally started the fitness revolution on VHS tapes. Like, literally the VHS tapes, that, she literally launched VHS tapes with her fitness video. And this lady, she is amazing, let me tell you. So this, uh, her workout video, so I do the advanced version. I don't do the beginner, but I I suggest if you are starting this tape, actually now it's on, she came out with it on DVD, so get it on DVD because I don't make VHS anymore. Does anyone even have a VHS anymore? I have have a VCR in my house and I take very good care of it because I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to find another VCR. (laughs) So funny. Um, but yes, it's out on DVD now, so you can actually, you know, you know, use it in modern times. It's probably even um, digital now, as you mentioned. We're so advanced now; it's probably even digital somewhere. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, even DVD is becoming like obsolete now, which is <laughs> insane. Like CDs and DVDs. Like who who has those anymore? Everything is streamed. Um, but yeah, so when I was little, um, my mom did the Jane Fonda workout tape. And she had the old, it wasn't even the VHS. It was like the beta. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Now it I'm was aging like the myself. Beta machine. <laughs> yes, it was before the VHS. Like this was so old school, right? So my mom would do the video when I was little. And I was probably like, I don't know, eight or nine or something. I was, I was small. And my sister and I, we would do the video because my mom did the video. And so I literally grew up doing this video like weekly and I would always do the advanced version um, 
when I was younger, I started out with the beginning, but I, then you get so good at the beginning, you just do the advance. The advance is like 45 minutes. But I'm literally, okay, if you do the advanced version of this video or this workout tape, like you will be fit no matter what you're doing. Like, I don't even care. Like, if you don't even like change your diet and you're just doing this video, you will literally see your body change. And I'm not even kidding. Like, I don't, I can't even speak enough uh, good things about this video because I sound crazy. It's literally an 80s aerobic, like Pilates type, like <laughs> fitness thing. But like Jane Fonda, first of all, is killing it. And like, if you even, like, I can't even do it as well as Jane Fonda can because she's just amazing. But um, I, I definitely can get close. And, you know, you, some people, they'll see the video and they'll be like, this is literally insane. And it's like, no, but just do it. Like, trust me, just do this video multiple times a week and you will be, like, ripped. You will have, like, ripped abs. Your legs are going to be all, like, firm in tone. Your booty is going to look good. Like, I can't even speak enough volumes about it. So I don't even, I don't go running. I actually, I actually don't like running. Um, every single time I, I run in like a treadmill, I just, I, I get bored. I lose like attention so fast with like running. Um, it's funny because um, a few, actually not a few years ago, maybe like four years ago now, um, I did two half marathons with my sister. And I only did that because I wanted to prove to myself that I could set a goal for myself and achieve it because I I literally hated running so much that I'm like, okay, I'm going to do two half marathons, two weeks apart from each other. And you know what? I, I did both the half marathons. I achieved both of them literally two weeks apart. It was insane. I did one here in Madison and then I flew to Disney. Um, so I did run Disney um, in California and that was so fun. Um, but yes, yeah, at the end of it, I was like dying and I'm like, okay, like I'm, I'm not, like I'm running isn't isn't my forte, but yes. Yeah, um, bleep this. Yeah, the not Jane Fonda video is awesome. <laughs> and I think she actually just re-recorded doing the video. I think I seen like a blurb on like one of the entertainment shows. I think she actually re-recorded it, and like she's in a full like '80s like workout garb with like you know the leg warmers and all that. So. Um, oh my gosh! I need to look into the. Yeah, you audio. have to she Google re- that. Re- and she re-recorded did. her original. I yes. need to, I need to check this out. And I mean, I don't know if it's like the full workout, but it's definitely like a parody of it, you know? And they did like the cool special yeah. effects on the video to make it look like the grainy 80s VHS effect on it. So definitely. Oh my God. Yes. I need to look into that. Definitely got to Google like, that. I, <laughs> yes. I will definitely Google that. I need to check it out. I need to see this. Um, if she's literally... As like, what? How old is she now? Is she in her eighties now? I don't even know. She's literally, if she's doing that video still, like, that speaks for itself right there. Like, this girl is still fit, and she's like, you know, yeah, and she's, she's still, so she's well. still killing it. Like, let me see, how how old she's is Jane Fonda? It. She's eighty two years old, eighty two, <laughs> and she's still out she's there sweating it. it. Amazing. So yeah. we like we have a couple questions from fans. Um, so we, we grabbed a couple of them, and um, one of the fans wanted to know, he hit us up on Instagram, he wanted to know, what is dating life like for you when you are so busy doing all the social media stuff, the shoots, the traveling? Do you get to have much of a social life? 
Um, I do and I, I don't. So, okay. So I'm always doing something and dating, you know, first of all, just, just the dating world, even just detached from like my, my own personal experience with dating. Let's be real. The dating world has kind of gone like down the toilet. So to a certain extent because of social media. Um, and I, I don't want to say anything like that bad about it, but I, would, I think we can all relate that the dating world is different than it was like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, especially now. And with COVID. I want, what's that? I said, especially now with COVID, it's, you can't even go any place. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That just threw a whole other wrench in the situation. So, so my dating life, let's see, or social life just in general. So I've actually found it a little bit difficult in the whole dating spectrum because just remove, not even talking about during like coronavirus or COVID or whatever, like this is just even before that. Um, I, I've, let's say that I meet up with someone and, you know, I'm trying to get to know them just as like a human and they actually, I've gotten so much of the, like they're, they don't like like the Instagram world. Like they get annoyed. Like if I'm like posting a story or I am like editing a photo to add or a caption, there's a certain time commitment that's involved in social media when you're, you know, an influencer or you're, even if you're just like a regular person, like uh, like posting something like, it takes a little bit of time to formulate, like you have to edit the photo, you have to edit, the, you know, figure out what caption you want to do, you have to make sure you're tagging everybody, you know, adding it to the story, like there's a certain time commitment that's involved. And I try to post every single day. So um, yeah, even trying to just come up with content to post every day is exhausting in itself. And I still try to put something out there just to like, you know, you know, keep every, keep, you know, my fans like engaged and like they have something to, you know, engage with me on and things like that. So I I try to still put stuff out there and I've found it difficult because some people, they don't understand. It's like they, they know who I am. And I think that they're more so just like they want to like go on a date with me because of like, Oh, it's Holly, you know, they of who I am or whatever. They see like me and my photos and like all of that stuff. And like, Oh, they're excited and everything like that. But then when it comes down to actually being with me, they don't like the fact that there's a time commitment of me creating content, me, you know, taking time to like post something and, you know, it can take you 30 minutes or something to even put one post out there if you're going to be doing everything. So I found it kind of difficult um, in that aspect where they don't like they, they like the idea of being with me. But then when it actually comes reality and comes time to actually being like with me or, you know, not saying it's like they have to deal with that because you know, nobody has to deal with that. But it's a part of me and my life and who I am. So it's something that I have to, I'm doing for myself. So it's kind of something that's like if someone wants to date me or be with me, then they need to understand that that comes along with that. Like I have to, you know, do photo shoots. And I, there's a time commitment that comes with, you know, even even being on here with you. I'm like, this is, you know, a time commitment and that's like a, you know, it's a certain thing um, that's, you know, a part of my life. And if anyone's going to be with me, then they have to accept all of that. And, you know, it's like, I'm I'm not going to change who I am for anybody. So like the right person for me is going to accept everything that I'm doing in my life and accept, you know, every part of me as a whole. 
And another thing that's been difficult is um, like even just the Playboy thing. So I've come across situations where like I, I go on a date with a guy or whatever, and then um, they'll say like they disapprove of the fact that like I have like the Playboy stuff out there. And then like, I'm thinking it's like, well, it's on Google, like I'm out there, like the Playboy thing isn't going away. So, and then they would get kind of like annoyed and they're like, well, if I'm going to date you, like, I don't want you to have, you know, your Playboy stuff like on your profile or on your, like your Instagram or whatever. And then I'm kind of thinking, I'm just like, well, that's a part of me. Like, that's something that I did. And it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take that off of, you know, who I am. Like, that's something that I did. So it's a, that's a part of Holly and I'm not going to just basically, even if I take it off my bio, it's still out there in the universe as, Oh, here's Holly Joe in Playboy. Like I can't, it's on Google. It's on, you know, it's in Playboy. It's published. I can't remove that from my life. That is there to stay. So it's just been difficult sometimes with dating because, they it's like the guy doesn't want to fully accept the fact that I you know this is what I do or you know this is what I've done so it's just kind of like I remind myself at the end of the day okay well this these guys aren't the right person for me because the guy who is right for me is going to be like a cheerleader and is going to support me and is going to understand like there's a time commitment to the things that I do um for my career for myself um, and they're not going, they're going to be understanding and supportive and not <clears throat> annoyed um, or trying to change me as a, as a human. So it has been difficult. I will say that. Um, the social aspect, um, I, de- <laughs> I definitely try to get out um, with family and friends as much as I can. Um, but there have been times where I, I can't go out and be social with like um, even my cousin or whatever, just because like I have commitments like the next morning I don't want to be out super late because you know I need to get some sleep so if I have a full book of stuff going on the next day I don't want to go out too late the night before um and things like that like for example um even last night my cousin uh, my cousin Jason he's like one of my favorite cousins ever I love him um so he was actually going out last night with a couple of friends and he wanted me to meet up and I mean I, I see him all the time he's great um, so it's not like I never see him, but I declined going out with him and his friends last night just because I have a lot of stuff going on today. Like I have um, speaking with you and then I have like a photo shoot and I have all this other stuff happening. So I'm like, I need to get sleep, you know. I, so there's definitely I have to turn down some social gatherings and events and stuff like that just because of other stuff I have going on. And that's just me trying to balance everything. So I try to just get everything done as much as I can. And I definitely try not to decline too much on like social or family events um, with friends and stuff, because at the end of the day, I don't want to look back on my life and realize that I didn't do anything with family and friends because I was so career oriented and I was just blowing everyone else off because I had all this other career stuff happening. So I definitely still try to make everything kind of fit. Um, but there, you know, a reason I didn't go out with my cousin last night is because, you know, I'll, I'll probably see him in a week, you know. So it's not, I mean, he doesn't even live that far from me. So um, it's not like I, you know, it's the one chance to see him. So um, it is definitely a pull and a struggle with balancing life 
in general, like career time-wise, making sure I can get everything done. It is a huge commitment, a huge undertaking. It is exhausting, but I would not change any of it ever. I, I'm happy to be doing what I'm doing. Um, what really makes um, what really makes it people um, and when people come to me and they or they'll you know send me a message or whatever. Um, and they're saying like, oh, well, you know, you really inspire me or, you know, like just any sort of a nice message that lets me know that, you know, like a, like I'm impacting their life in a positive way, then that makes everything that I'm doing completely worth it. And I love that feeling of knowing that I'm helping people in a positive way, or I'm putting a smile on their face or like anything of the sort, or I can help them, you know, get through a life event that's you know, or like a tragedy of any sort. Um, I definitely, it definitely makes me so happy to know that I can impact people in a positive way. And that's why I continue doing what I'm doing because like that, like that drives me and I love, I love helping people. So yeah, it's definitely worth it. So well, it's definitely a struggle, but it's worth it. Well, I have to thank your cousin for taking one for the team and allowing you to have the time to speak with us today. Um, <laughs> but it would be remorseful Definitely. of me to not mention about your sports fandom. So I know you're a big Packers fan, um, and I know you're a huge fan of you know anything that's you know Milwaukee area sports. Um, but kind of just talk about that a little bit. Like, what is some of your favorite um, sports moments, athletes for people that are just totally in tune because i look through to instagram and i see like some of these debates of like people going back and forth with you about sports like do you enjoy that 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 talking of sports of fans or is it kind of become overwhelming does it feel like it's an extra chore oh not at all um so i love sports um so um obviously being an athlete and a cheerleader myself like that like i've Actually, that is completely, well, it's not completely unrelated, but it's a side note. So the Olympics actually just approved cheerleading um, as like an Olympic sport. So we might be seeing cheerleading in the Olympics coming up. So that's exciting, completely, un, sort of unrelated. But anyway, so yeah, sports is huge for me. Um, I just, I, I love the competitive aspect of sports. Um, I've always had sports in my life. Um Probably my favorites are, I mean, obviously I'm from Wisconsin, so I support, um, so I'm always rooting for the Packers. I'm always rooting for the Brewers, I'm always rooting for the Badgers and the Bucks. So all of those are always my number one, just because I'm from Wisconsin. Um, but yeah, so growing up, uh, my brother, he's my older brother. So he was always in the sports world. He played, he was huge in the baseball world. Um, he played football, you know, he, he played basketball, um, but he mainly did like football and baseball. So like baseball was probably the large. Uh, I can remember every single week I was always going to his games because as a family we go together. And so I was always at a football game. I was always at a baseball game, um, basketball games, you know, and then of course, as I got older, um, I was in cheerleading, so I cheered for football, I cheered for wrestling, and I cheered for basketball. And, of course, that was before UCA. Um, UCA is a completely different deal. That's more of, like, professional, international-level cheerleading. Um, but basically, um, yeah, so baseball was huge. 
And so my brother was very big in baseball. He did it through college and things like that. Um, so I was, I basically grew up on the field because I was always at a field <laughs> with sports. Um, and then of course, you throw a cheerleading in there. So then everything was just very sports athletic oriented. So I basically, that was a huge part of my life growing up still is today. Um, I actually still go to a lot of games with my brother. We go to, we love going to baseball games together, uh, whether it's Brewer games, um, anything we go to box games uh packer games things like that so i definitely love talking about sports um i think that a lot of like my fans also enjoy me talking about sports um i don't mind um the sports banter on some of uh my posts and things like that there's so i mean some of them got pretty heated like uh what was the one um i forgot the original comments but there was this whole big feed on I basically told him, you know, just take it up with the commissioner of baseball or whatever. I forgot the original comment. I do but, remember uh, that one. Someone questioned whether or not the World Series, like the World Series is played in the United States. So do you think that something along the lines like shouldn't it be played outside of the United States? I totally took it out of context of the word world and made it into something yeah. else. Yes. And it's like, well, this is what it's called. So pick it up with the, you know, Rob the commissioner. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And there was this whole big thread of like everyone like fighting back and forth. thought it was very entertaining. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely, um, this, I'm huge in the sports world. I, I care about what's happening. Um, I, I, I can't say that I know everything there is to know in the sports world, but I, I have a decent grasp on what's going on all the time. So, um, yeah, it's, it's all good things. It's fun. I love it. I love sports. I love sporting events. I'm a huge fan. So, well, I have to say it's been an awesome time talking with you and I can't wait to have you back on the podcast. Cause I feel like there's just not enough time in one day to fully like dig in and, and find yes, anything there so is about you. About. I have so much stuff to say about everything. <laughs> like I could sit here and like, listen to you just talk all day about everything that is Holly, but I want to make sure that you let everybody know where they can find you at on the web social media, all that stuff, because I know there's a lot of, you know, catfish and phony profiles out there. So what are, where oh can everybody God. find you? <laughs> yes, there are so many. If you're going to argue profiles. sports with her, at least argue with the real person. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, I get so many, I've been getting so many messages recently about people telling me all these fake accounts that are me are trying to contact them. I'm just like, no, but like this, I'm like, there's only one account. Um, so my Instagram is my main account. Um, you can find it's it's Holly Joanne W. So it's H O L L Y J O A N N E W. That is my Instagram handle. Um, it's also my Twitter handle. Um, I have a website. It's HollyJoanne.com. Um, what else do I got going on? I don't know. There's a Facebook page. I think it's also under Holly Joanne W. Uh, yeah, so my main page is Instagram, Holly Joanne W. Look me up, uh, shoot me a DM, let me know what you all think about everything. I love getting comments from people on stuff. Um, I can't, I, I feel bad because I, I get so many messages and stuff and I can't get back to everybody because they're so, the volume is so high. Um, but I, I do go through them and I do read a lot of them. Um, even if I don't respond, you are heard. I do see them. Um, but it's just the volume so high. I just I can't respond to everybody. Otherwise, 
like I wouldn't be able to have time to do anything else. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so follow me there, reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you all. So, yeah, it's well, all good. Well, I appreciate you, like I said, taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk to us. And I appreciate you, you know, getting back to us because I, I really was like, I'm taking a shot in the dark here. I was a, a fan, a follower. And I said to you off air, I said, you know, I'm such a fan boy. And I'm, I'm publicly putting it out there on the podcast. And I'm a fanboy for Holly Joe. And <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and and yeah. I was really shocked that, you know, you were so cordial and so, you know, nice about wanting to come on the show. So we definitely got to welcome you back on again. And uh, we will continue to follow you on Instagram, your social medias, and see all the posts. And one thing I have to say before we leave if anybody wants to set up like a GoFundMe account, because I did see that you did get into a little, you know, ticket situation over the last couple of days. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I got a $300 speeding <laughs> ticket. On a side note, Wisconsin, I feel like charges the highest rates for speeding tickets. Like I got one in Kentucky and it was like 160 bucks. And I like in Wisconsin, it's like $300, which obviously I can pay for that, but it's just like, why does Wisconsin have to have such high rates? I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, I definitely saw that. I was like, that's dedication there. She is, she is, you know, not that we condone speeding, but, you know, she's she's hustling to get to the next event, the next commitment, to do all this Absolutely. great stuff for you guys, the fans. So <laughs> make sure you follow well, her. It was funny yes, yes, of course. Well, it's funny because um, so I was driving along. I was with my friend Kelly. We were going to an event and – I was like, you know, we were just rocking out to our music and having a great time. And like, I was on the interstate, which is, you know, 70 miles an hour, whatever. And so of course I was going a little bit faster because who goes 70 in the interstate. Um, and then we were getting into Milwaukee area and I didn't even realize, I mean, obviously I, maybe I'm just oblivious. I don't know. I didn't realize that the speed limit changed to like 55 and that's when I got pulled over. So, and I was still going interstate speed. So there you go. That's what happened. <laughs> well, there we go. Now you well, have we made the full it out story. <laughs> well, Holly, we appreciate it again, and uh, we continue to wish you much success and cannot wait to see more of the Instagram posts and more of the amazing tips and fashion, especially going to the holiday season. Uh, we wel you know, welcome you on anytime. Again, you let us know. You're more than welcome to come back. Oh, absolutely. We'll definitely coordinate. We'll definitely um, do this again. I very much enjoyed speaking with you. I am also so glad that you are one of my followers. Um, I definitely am grateful for the support. You guys are awesome. Um, yeah, I just, I would love to be back on. I enjoyed, you know, sharing my thoughts about things, opinions, you know, whatever it is. Um, I love when people ask questions about stuff. I love answering questions for people and, you know, anything. If people want life advice, they have questions for me, whatever it is. I'm very open about stuff. I'm, I'll talk about it all day. If people want to listen to it, it's great. So, yes. Well, we appreciate <laughs> it again and uh, hope to hear from you soon. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for having me on. Hey, guys. This is Holly Joanne White, Playboy model, cosmetologist, and three-time you say all-star cheerleader you're listening to mix master b on mmb radio